Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Speaking at Bayside, let's just welcome Pastor Ross as he comes to share this morning. Thank you, thank you. Wow, it's great to be in the house of God. Great to see your smiling faces. How awesome is that rain, hey? Oh, just to feel it wash everything and see the grass and the bushes grow. Just before I preach today, while we were worshipping, this question came into my heart and I thought, Lord, what's that about? And he said, there's some people here have been asking this question. And the question was, where were you, Lord, when this happened to me or my family? And I thought, wow, and I felt the pain of some people's hearts saying, you've asked that question, where were you, Lord, when that happened or even is happening now to me or my family? And I felt the pain of your heart, but I felt as we were worshipping, Jesus said, you're not forgotten. And I started to hear those Watoto kids singing that song, I am not forgotten. <laughs> Some of you heard that song? And it's like the Lord says, you're not forgotten, I remember you, and I've been watching over you. And if you reach out to me, I'm going to take you through and show you how you can be healed and transformed. Don't keep asking the question, where were you, Lord? It's a valid question, but he wants to say, I'm with you. And also, right now, I felt the Holy Spirit flowing up and down some people's backs and necks with healing. I actually saw this like this healing oil flowing down people's necks, shoulders and backs. And I just believe right now there's faith in the house. If you need that, reach up to heaven right now. I just saw it as we were worshiping. I saw, I saw this like this oil of healing flowing. And it's, it's a word of knowledge. It's a word of faith right now. If that's you. For someone, it's actually going right down into your hip. Oh, God's in this house right now. Heal in Jesus' name. The word of God's here right now. It's like Jesus just walked into the house with his healing power. I feel it. I see it right now. Lord, I reach up. We reach up right now and let your healing power, Lord, let it flow right now, right now. Lord, right down those shoulders. Lord, in those necks, right down the back. Lord, I see your healing power like fire going down and loosening those vertebrae. Lord, I see you healing those muscles and nerves. Lord, I believe that you're a miracle working God right now. Lord, you're the miracle working God. And I believe for that, Father. Take this man's hand and let your healing presence touch him, I pray. Lord, you know the cry of his heart, and I pray that you would heal in Jesus' name. Lord, we reach up right now and receive that. Say, Jesus, I receive that. Just say, Jesus, I receive that healing. I receive your strength. Lord, I receive that that flow. Lord, those muscles, those nerves, those ligaments to be knit together in Jesus' name. Lord, you have not forgotten your people and you come with your healing presence right now. Lord, we just lift our hearts. We lift our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You've heard the cry of my heart. Lord, you've heard the pain in my body and you have heard the cry of your people like you did. You heard the cry of the people of, of Israel in Egypt. You heard their cry and said, God, set them free. Set them free in Jesus' name. And Lord, we receive and release your healing power. Lord, we thank you for it flowing right now. Lord, I just pray, Lord, you've activated something in the Spirit right now, and we see your hand of grace and restoration. For someone, it's flowing right down into your hip right now in Jesus' name. 
Lord, we thank you for your healing presence. I pray that you would speak to us through your living word now in Jesus' awesome name. Amen. Let's take our seats. God's good. For some of you, the healing presence of Jesus is flowing right now. You're not going to hear much I say today because God's on you right now. I can feel it. I can see it. Just let it flow. Let it flow. The last few weeks, we've been talking about relationships and partnership and belonging to God and to the family of God. And that's awesome to know. We had about 60 people came out on Tuesday night to learn about partnership and belonging and, and understand the culture. And we thank you for each one that came. In a few weeks' time, we'll actually have a partnership meeting for those that are interested in partnership to come to our place and have some supper and, uh, so that we can work together. But I want to talk some more, a little bit more about relationships, things that help build relationships. And today I want to talk about some of the, the rippers that tear our relationships. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22, and the message says, that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. That's a word for some people here today. You belong and you belong in the family of God. God is building a home. How awesome is that? He's building a home, and we belong in the home. And Bayside is a spiritual home that we belong in. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. I like that. Some of us have had a very direct journey. Some people have had a very indirect journey, in and out journey. But God brings us however we got here in what He is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now He's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. How awesome is that? That Christ is the mortar that holds all the bricks together. If you see us as stones, living stones, the Bible says, and, and He joins us together. And the Holy Spirit and His love is what joins us together in a natural family and in the family of God. We see it taking shape day by day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. Wow, I love that. So His presence comes and fills us individually, and He comes and fills us corporately because He's at home, and we are dwelling places of His love and His Spirit and truth. And when we gather together, He's building our lives together. That's why it's so awesome to belong to a spiritual home, to a local church where you build relationships, where every now and then we go through tough times and thank God there's some friends and family praying for us when we go through that. When you go through joyful times, you can't wait to celebrate and declare God's goodness and His grace and healing and restoration over our lives. And where you, we've all got different gifts and we can contribute our part of hospitality or faith or prayer or finance or uh, leadership or administration. How awesome is that when we all flow together for the kingdom of God. And we can celebrate God's goodness. Just a note on this week, we went to Brisbane for Maryland's six-week checkup after the operation. The surgeon's very happy with progress. So we give praise to God and we keep praying for full restoration over her throat and the thyroxin levels and all that. It's a journey of faith, but feeling stronger every day. So keep praying. We thank God for that. So we can celebrate. We pray. We share the journey together. And I shared the scriptures in Luke 5, 4-7 about partnership. 
how the fishing trip. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out in the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. If they didn't have friends or partners, they would have lost some or all of their catch. The nets would have broken, they all would have escaped, or they would have got some in the boat and the rest would have escaped. How awesome it is when you've got someone else to share the journey of life. For some of you have the blessing of a, uh, a marriage partner or family um, that you work with or close friends or prayer partners. How awesome it is that we serve and love and work together. Last week we talked about some of the things that strengthen our relationships. Be approachable and friendly. That's a good place to start. If you want to have friends, show yourself to be friendly, Proverbs says. Number two, be gracious and caring, not religious and always right. Be real and authentic. Ask empowering questions and listen. We talked for quite a while last week about listening. How's your listening gone this week? Oh, some of you are sort of thinking, well, I started off well for about four hours. <laughs> but listening is a great skill. James 1.19 says, Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, and forgiving. Wow. So it's a, it's a growing process to learn, to uh, listen, to, to seek, to understand, to uh, share your own heart, your body language, and uh, to be confidential, be willing to give of yourself. One day Jesus was walking along the beach and he saw the fishermen there. And they were mending their nets. They were tight. For fishermen here that have used nets, you know they get torn, they get snagged, they just wear out. And so they're mending the nets. And Jesus saw them and he called them to follow him. And uh, it's interesting to note that in Scripture, the nets speak of relationships and the fish they were catching speak of people and lives. So keep that in mind when we talk about this. And they were mending the process of repairing broken strands and making the net whole again, to put in good condition, to make whole or serviceable something that has been broken down or damaged, to remove a fault, correct a defect, or mend an error. And so every relationship gets strained, tested, sometimes damaged and torn. But God wants us to learn how to repair, to heal and restore and improve relationships. Otherwise, we have a tearing, and many of us have been the, involved in friendships that have been torn. We've been in workplaces where there's been division, sometimes in sporting clubs or neighborhoods. Disputes arise. If it's not resolved, life becomes very unpleasant. And even occasionally in church family, people can get wounded or hurt. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Wow, this is the prayer the Apostle Paul had for the Corinthian church. Because for some of you who know your Bible history, they'd started ha having factions. They said, oh, we love hearing the teaching of Paul. No, we love Apollos better. No, well, we'll just, read, we'll just listen to Jesus' words. And so they were getting into these factions because they had their favorite teachers or pastors or leaders. Human nature hasn't changed, has it? 
We're human. God knows that. But he says, learn to flow together, that there be no divisions among you. The, The meaning for the word division is to rip or tear. So when a division comes, conflict, unresolved conflict, it starts to tear at our souls and it tears at relationship. So what are some of the net breakers or the tearers? Um, and I heard Frank Damasio preach this many years ago and I've never forgotten it. It sat in my heart. These can happen in relationships in any situation. The enemy will try and tear and destroy love and unity as often as he can or as often as we allow it through strife and conflict by our own words, attitudes and actions. So today I've got seven net rippers. We won't get through them all, but it's brought to you, today's message is brought to you by the letter U. So they all start with U, okay? So listen in. Number one is unresolved offences. Unresolved offences. It is fairly easy to be offended or to offend someone else, and it becomes a major issue if it is not faced and resolved. And... uh, it's so, some people are more sensitive than others, so they seem to get offended more easily. Some of us get offended on certain things. If you're a good cook and someone makes a derogatory comment about your cooking, it can really, really offend you. But you mightn't get offended about other stuff. For some men that are really uh, good with repairing and making things or building things, and someone gives a negative comment about it, it can really just cut you. So we get offended on certain key issues in our lives and some of our personalities are more easily offended it's not the fact you get offended it's learning to deal with any offense or disappointment or words that cut you or disappointments and we can find a way but if we don't resolve it or find a way to resolve it guess what it continues to fester and tear and destroy open relationships and uh, sometimes People leave relationships, workplace, and even churches when there are unresolved offences. And at times, sometimes it's, it's really sad when one of the people doesn't even know what they've done. How's that? You say, I don't like you anymore. You think, well, what have I done? You don't even know. Other times, we do know, but we don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want to face it, so we'll blame the other person. It's your fault. It's your fault. But Jesus has come to show us in life how that we can build family, we can build relationships, healthy marriages, strong families, and we can build the kingdom of God together. Proverbs 17 verse 9 says, He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love, but he who repeats or gossips about a matter separates intimate friends. Wow. Some people just find it really hard to forget. They say, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm never going to forget it. Well, sometimes we'll remember the incident, but when you truly forgive, the pain and the hurt slowly goes away, sometimes quickly, and God wants to help us. Proverbs 10, 12 says, Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all things. One of the original meanings of the word offense is a trap. It's like a trap. I remember when we were a kid, we used to have some mice on the farm, and Dad said, go and set the trap, but... Sometimes he'd be busy and didn't show us how to do it. So I remember having a few very sore fingers. Anyone ever tried to put that bit of cheese on or that pumpkin seed and you don't get it quite right? Oh, no. (laughs) And and rat traps were even worse because they were bigger and they had even more strength. And the Bible says that one of the meanings of the word when you take offense and don't deal with it, it's like a trap, gets you 
and then it'll start to destroy your soul and you can't even look or think or talk about that person because you just feel all this oh, pain and anger and disappointment and reaction. It can happen in families. I've watched it between parents and children. And, and we see it in life. And God wants to help us to realize that there are traps that are set by the enemy, sometimes just by our own lack of wisdom, sometimes just by personality clashes. And God says, don't let that destroy your soul and don't let it destroy your friendships and relationships, and especially in the body of Christ and in our families. Because God's come to heal, restore, repair, and renew. And it doesn't mean every relationship or friendship is going to last forever. Sometimes there are seasons. So don't beat yourself up and say, well, that, I tried really hard and it just didn't work out. Friendships and relationships, there's two or more people involved and there's choices for each one to make responses. So don't beat yourself up and think, well, I, it didn't work out, so it's my fault. God help us to walk with wisdom. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love forgives again and again. The good news is God not only sees our challenges and problems, He is very interested in providing solutions. God is watching and He's there to help us. The word offense means strained, distrustful, or imagining incorrectly. Isn't it true? If someone upsets you, then you start to doubt and question everything else they say because you've got disappointment and hurt inside, and it clouds your perception of that person, even when they've got good motives to try and resolve something, oh, you, you don't really mean it. And so we, we push the people away that are trying to resolve. And God says, hey, I want to help you. Undealt with offense can lead to betrayal and hatred. So the first you is unresolved offenses. And we all have them. If you haven't had one yet, just keep breathing because you will sooner or later. <laughs> because it's the nature of humanity. It's the nature of the enemy to try and tear and destroy. And, and we just don't understand. Sometimes we're just not aware and sensitive. But God's grace is there to help us. Thank God that He, on the cross, took our sin and dealt with the offense and judgment and paid the price so that we could be free. So in Christ, there's a way to move forward. We don't have to stay stuck and be buried with a mountain of unresolved offenses in our lives because God's there to help us. The second you is the uncontrolled tongue. Uh-oh. James says it's one of the smallest members of the body but can cause the greatest problems. Because when you're hurt and disappointed, guess what? You say stuff that you don't always fully mean. And then you've got more problems. Proverbs 18.20 says, The ability to control your tongue is one of the clearest evidences of wisdom and maturity. A lot of people can say, yeah, that's true. Sometimes I just should not have said that. Sometimes you've got to take it to God first. Say it to God first and pray about it before you say it to people. Not always easy, but that really helps us. Proverbs 12, 18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. How awesome is that? Sometimes God will use you to just bring healing into a situation at work or in a family. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Proverbs is just full of truth. I love the Word of God because it addresses all the issues that we deal with. It doesn't 
uh, cover over the challenges and the problems. It's there to address them. Another proverb, 13 verse 2 says, From the fruit of their lips people enjoy good things, but the unfaithful have an appetite for violence. Uh Uh-oh. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. We've all seen that and maybe sometimes experienced it. And one more proverb, 15.4 says, Kind words heal and help, and help, cutting words wound and maim. So our tongue can build relationships. Isn't it awesome when someone gets beside you and encourages you? They just get beside and, and build you up and say, that was awesome how you reached out and how you didn't give up trying to love that person and how you kept trusting God. And encouragements are great powerful way to use our tongue and our actions. But gossip and slander and critical words can just tear you down. And it's amazing. You can have 10 positive words about you and one negative one, and guess which one you're thinking about all day. It's got something to do with the sin nature or something in our souls. Now, you can have all these incredible positive words and one negative one, and that's what you dwell on sometimes for years. And yet God wants to help us to live with truth. God hates gossip and slander, the defilement of an evil report. Let's have a look at that quickly today. Gossip is sharing anything about someone when the act of sharing it is not part of the solution of that person's issue. Gossip usually starts as fact, but it is quickly distorted the more people who hear it and pass it on. Beware of rumor and hearsay. Have you heard about? Sometimes you've got to say, I don't think I really need to know about that. And sometimes we've got to stop the Chinese whispers and the things that go on. Don't listen to gossip. Get the gossiper to go back to the person they're talking about. And if they won't, or at least find a way, if it's not safe to, then you've got to find other ways. But we've got to cut that stuff off. Otherwise, it can destroy a workplace, a home, so quickly. If you're not directly a part of the problem or the solution, you do not need to know the information. That's a real challenge in the world of Facebook and and social media and everyone knows everything about everyone. We have to be careful what we post on those places because then people know stuff about you or your family or friends and then it can become a tool of the enemy or other people to continue reminding and you've moved on. Oh, I didn't really mean that. That was just uh, an angry outburst, but everyone else still holds that over you for years. That's why we need to be wise about what we do. Psalm 101 verse 5 says, Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him will I destroy. Wow. Slander is a false report maliciously spoken to cause a person injury. So gossip is just repeating stuff and getting it wrong, whereas slander actually is designed to say something that's not the whole story and to design to hurt and uh, injure. How do you handle slander? Number one, give it to God in prayer. You've got to bring it to God because we're not smart enough to sort it all out. Number two, evaluate your heart to see if there's any truth in it. Thirdly, bless the person or people and answer kindly. Four, don't defend yourself. That is so hard not to do. I remember years ago, for whatever reason, some, a minister wanted to preach at our church. We were in Sunday Coast, and, and he had some real character issues, and I just didn't feel safe to let him preach at our church. And so I politely just blocked him whenever he tried to come and ask whether he could preach. And after a few years, he got really annoyed one day and says, why won't you let me preach? And I thought, Lord, what do I say? So I spoke the truth in as loving and a clearer way as I could. Well, he took offense 
and he went and bad-mouthed me everywhere and told all these stories about me that you couldn't trust me. Whatever. I was just trying to speak the truth in love and protect our people from a guy who really had a very checkered track record of character. And, and it was years later, I found what he had done. I didn't know about it initially. I was preaching in another place years later, and I preached there for a whole week. And as we're going to the airport, the pastor said, you're not like what they said. And I looked at him and says, what? I don't know what he was on about. And then he told me the story because he knew this other guy. And I thought, isn't that so sad? So sad. And he slandered me because he didn't get what he wanted to preach in our church so it would make him look better. And I, I, I knew there was mixed motive and I just said no. And I, I prayed for him when I heard that. I said, Lord, forgive him, release him. And sometimes you will get, when you do good, you'll just get slandered sometimes. You've got to don't defend yourself. Give it to God. And if possible, speak the truth in love. And there are times like that. Sometimes when you do get hurt, it takes longer. Some people take longer to forgive than others. You notice some personalities or on certain issues. I remember another time um, I was on a team and a pastor really just tore me to shreds. And uh, he didn't have the whole facts. I don't know why he did it. He was a man of God, but he just, for whatever reason, just tore me shreds. And, and Marilyn was pregnant with one of our kids. And then I shared the story with her. God gave me grace to forgive fairly quickly after I got over my initial, what? Hurt. It took Marilyn longer because she wasn't in the actual connection. She picked up my disappointment and hurt. And if she picked up my offense as my wife, because she thought, he can't say that to my husband. He's not like that. She never went and had a go at the guy. But I know it took you a longer time to process that because it was just the dynamic. And she had to choose to be. It wasn't that necessarily she was less spiritual than I was. It's just that I was in the middle of it and God gave me extra grace. So be careful. Parents do this with their kids all the time. School rings up and says, your child's in that new storm up. They say, no way, they're not like that. Instead of sitting down and saying, hey, tell me the facts so we can work out what really happened and how we can work together. And we all do it. We pick up other people's offense and we've got to be careful with that because then you've got to choose to forgive and God's grace will help you. So uncontrolled tongue is one of the greatest net rippers that can happen in our lives. And uh, it's, a, it's a, a bad sin. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. How beautiful is that? Ephesians 4, 29 to 32. You've got to face the problem and then look for solutions. We want to deny the problem or we want to dump and blame on others because that's our wounded hearts. But I know how powerful it is. Isn't it awesome when you've had conflict or strife and then you get into a place of forgiveness and restoration? It's a beautiful thing when there's restoration happens. And sometimes others don't want to be restored. You've got to get to a point of blessing them and releasing. Some of you are, uh, run businesses and, and you've had employees 
that have just taken advantage. And sometimes you've got to say, Lord, I choose to bless them and release them. Great power when you pray blessing on someone. It's really hard to pray blessing when you're still angry at them. Sometimes you've got to pray and say, Lord, sort out my heart. Help me to process this. And then you say, Lord, I choose to forgive and I choose to bless. Something gets released in your soul. And I'm not preaching this today because there's lots of problems in, in our church or in there's not. But it's teaching we need to understand because otherwise we get trapped in our marriages, our families, our workplaces. And we're to bring healing and life to our community. And, and I just thank God for the blessing that He brings. He teaches us how to live in freedom. 1 Peter 3.10 says, Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Wow. Here's a great one you need to put somewhere. Psalm 141 verse 3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. That's a really powerful. So if you're prone to outbursts of reaction or anger or gossip, so, Lord, set a guard over my lips. Pray it every day. Keep watch over the door of my lips. That's a really powerful, powerful truth. And I've learned that if I speak out of reaction or hurt or disappointment, it never goes well. Then you've got to sort out those words as well as the original problem. It gets bigger. So unresolved offenses and uncontrolled tongue is the first two. I'll mention a couple of others and then we'll pick them up next time I speak. Unforgiving spirit is a very powerful one. And I'll read this one verse just to get you to think about this. Matthew 6, 14 and 15, after they'd, the disciples said, teach us to pray. And he taught what we understand as the Lord's Prayer. And then he came up with these verses at the end of that. Matthew 6, 14 and 15, the Amplified says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. Wow, wow, wow. God loves us so much. And Jesus, when He died on a cross for your sin and mine, He said, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Jesus, when he hung on the cross, he expressed forgiveness for those that were killing him. That's powerful. Jesus showed us the way. Forgiveness is difficult for many of us because we get hurt and we think, well, you don't understand. And, and we go through this whole process. But how awesome it is when you come to a place with, it's a process often, we say, Lord, help me to forgive, to bless, and be healed. And whether the relationship is fully restored, because it's a choice to receive and respond, you walk away free. Someone said unforgiveness is like having some poison and you drink it, and you're trying to harm the other person. Because unforgiveness is like poison to your soul, and it will just eat away. But Jesus has made a way to bring forgiveness. Unfulfilled expectations is another one. And we're going to wrap it up there today because there's so much more. But today, I want to encourage you that we can listen and hear and build relationships and friendships. And our church, we want it to be a safe place. And if you've been prone 
before you've come to Christ or there's a weakness in your life where you end up struggling to speak the truth but you end up just leaving some of it out so that others will like you but it always goes bad or if we end up saying stuff and acting our stuff we don't need to it'll only tear your own soul and your marriages and homes but God's the healer and he draws and he heals us there's some people here today a message like this will touch some real chords in your heart saying wow I tried to forgive and they just wouldn't receive it you need to there bless them and release them and say God I've done biblically what you asked me to do and it hasn't worked out well from their side you just need to bless them and release them and God's grace will restore your soul maybe you're here today saying boy I'd love to live a life like that but I, I can't do that I, maybe it's because you don't have this amazing Jesus living within you because he helps us Why don't we stand in his presence right now? The amazing Jesus that we serve has come to heal the broken heart and set the captives free. He wants to forgive your life. Maybe there's strained relationships and you say, God, I want it to be better. I want to see my my marriage so much more whole. Maybe it's an uncontrolled tongue or an uncontrolled offense or an unforgiveness that God's saying, hey, I want to help heal your soul. Some will say, well, I can't forgive. I forgive, I let them off the hook and they don't have to change. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is addressing the issues, but you release them for God then to deal with them and he will deal with them graciously, but also justly. And he'll do it much better than we can. God's an awesome God. I feel his amazing love right now, just reaching out to some homes, some hearts, some families. There's some people here and you've had, you think, "May I haven't had that modeled in my life much at all. I've just had all the other stuff, all the painful stuff. But you realize Jesus wants to show you a better way. Let's close our eyes and just take a moment in his presence. And right now, if you're thinking about someone that there's unresolved or there's stuff that's not right, why don't you pray a prayer of blessing on them? Say, Lord, I pray blessing on that person. Forgive me for my words or actions or my hurt or pain. Lord, for my words that really weren't gracious and restored. Lord, please forgive me and heal my heart. Set me free. Maybe you're here today and you don't know this amazing Jesus, your Lord and Savior. You know about Jesus. Maybe you've been to church here before. Maybe this is your first time. But you realize... You can't do this on your own and you can't. You need Jesus to forgive and strengthen and heal and release your heart. You'd love to see things better with your family relationships or your friendships. But you've tried and it hasn't worked. But today, Jesus is calling you. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you'd like to come back to him today, I'd like to pray for you right now. If that's you, you know God's been drawing you, you've been know you needed to be in church today and you think wow this is just really speaking to my heart if that's you just lift your hand and say please pray for him pastor i want to get right with jesus i want to come back to him god bless you god bless you wow there's four or five people already saying yeah that's me you don't want to carry this pain or brokenness or you're just saying jesus help me because i want to be forgiven i want to be healed i want to be stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by bayside christian church